Okay, my eyes are on you, the back row. I saw some of you not even say that. And turns out I'm on floor level today. So I might make my way all the way back there if I need to. If I need to. Welcome to Ponderosa Chapel. This is comfy seats, but remember I said uncomfortable, and we're starting out exactly like that. So here's the assignment for every single one of you in this room. You have to go in a moment, not outside of this building, but inside this building. You need to find one person you do not know at all and ask them and answer the same question. So you're going to share and listen well to one person you don't know. Everyone's so nervous. He's right. This is uncomfortable. You're going to go ask and answer who is one person that has cared for you in this last year in a significant way? Who is one person that has cared for you in this last year in a significant way, and how did they care for you? You're going to get up in a moment. You're going to go find someone you do not know at all. Introduce names. Haha. <laughs> no small talk, though, after that. Straight to the question. Who is one person that's cared for you in a significant way in this last year, and how? One, two, three, go! You have three minutes! Your name? I'm Cade. Cade, What's nice to meet you. Jordan. Jordan? Go, you have to go find someone else. <laughs> go, go. I'll share later. We can talk after. One minute warning, one minute warning. Alrighty, 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 grab a seat. I'm just curious, by show of hands, who followed the instructions and actually met someone new and asked the questions? Okay, it looks like a majority. That's encouraging. I just want to hear from you. We're going to shout out in a controlled style, maybe one at a time, just what was the way that care was extended? We're not 
we're not um, putting anyone on blast, sharing their personal information, but just what was the way that care was extended to the person you talked to? You're not sharing about yourself, you're sharing about care that was extended to a complete stranger that you just met. What are some examples? Listening. Nice. Being there, being present. Say it again. Caring for and raising well. That sounds like a parent or guardian. Praise the Lord. Friendly love. Keeping confidentiality. Believing in you. Eye contact. What a powerful thing. Prayer. Amen. There to support. Financially. Huge way of support. Say it again. Say it again if you have the same thing. He didn't steal your finances, though. Just clarifying. Okay, okay. Making time. Changing their schedule to be with you in the time of need. I'm so sorry. I kicked your journal and Bible. Oh, no. Couple more. Following up. Yeah, not just the first time contact, but consistency afterwards. Surprise birthday party. That's a way to care. Celebration. Absolutely. Last two. Going to the same thing. Going to the same thing. Attending with you. Doing life together. Genuinely caring. Praise the Lord. And if you had to like make a noise with your body that reflects having received care that meant a lot from someone. Let's just all make that noise together. Oh. Yeah, cheering's good too. Oh. No more making weird body noises this entire seminar. That was the one shot you had. Okay. I love interaction and stuff, but we'll keep and maintain order. I'm really distractible, so if I see you talking or doing stuff, I just have to acknowledge it so it stops so I can stay focused on going forward. So here we go. Please open your Bibles to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. It's near the middle-ish of your Bible, but leaning to the right a little bit. Oh, and I must, I must, I must do a shout-out. My, uh, my name, again, is Jordan Weaver. I get to be um, privileged and honor of being the director of one of the camps here at Hume, and its name is Wildwood. It's up over yonder hill, and we sleep in tents. It's about 100 students per week, a little bit different than what you guys got going on here. We maybe have twice that, or even right now, maybe more. My estimation is horrible. But we uh, sleep up in tents. No technology for you during that week, but everyone's doing it together. Talk about natural and actual interaction, community engagement. We only play music one time <laughs> um, from speakers, from loudspeakers, only one time. The rest, you're listening to the birds of the air. We hear the trees sway in the wind. It's kind of like a detox camp from the busyness and craziness of life. So if you have any questions about that, even youth pastors, I'm actually giving a tour to some people after these two seminars. If you're interested, very few seats. If you want to come check this crazy camp out, it might be an alternative to the amazing and awesome and wonderful production that God uses in remarkable ways. Recreation, loud music, pretty much getting punched in the face with awesomeness. 
Wildwood's a little bit different. So if you need a change of speed or maybe some of the students in your group, that would be good for them. Let's chat after. Speaking of that, our first group actually was a group that came up to Wildwood just for one night, and that's Harvest Kumalani. Can I get a shout out to Harvest? I'm repping. They hooked it up. Mahalo. <laughs> I'm not from the islands. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shout out. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, we have a sponsor for today's um, seminar. It's uh, God. Um, turns out I am not the master shepherder. I am not the one with the PhD in caring for people, but we have a God of infinite wisdom and awesomeness that's given us the best, most wonderful instruction manual for how to live life, and we're just going straight to that today. So my job is to try to remove myself as much as possible, put the spotlight completely on God in the ways that he has called us to be caregivers and the way that he has called out Bad caregivers. Because, I mean, I imagine as we're talking about in being exiles in this world, we are in a place where things are not the way they're supposed to be. And even just thinking about it, I can't even imagine what it would be like if we all just shared all the times we needed care because of all the pain all the brokenness, all the hurt that has taken place in our lives and the lives of others. This world is not as it should be. But praise the Lord, him as our great shepherd, he's got a plan, and we're going to get there to the, by the end of this seminar, but we first need to acknowledge his plan that he has for us in the midst of this place that is not as it should be. And you have a role. Golly, this God made you fearfully and wonderfully in his image, loves you as children. He made you. Ah, choked up. I got a brand new seven-month-year-old son. What in the world? First kiddo. And I'm marveling. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'm marveling at new life. Every single one of us were being knit together by God in your mother's womb. Your mom, your dad, your guardian, whoever raised you with such tender, nurturing care because we were so needy. We would have died if we were left by ourselves, but we were cared for. Ooh, tangent. I got to rein myself back in. Whew, okay, we're talking about care. We're going to go to Ezekiel 34. I'm going to read that. Let me just pray for us in our time. Ooh. <sighs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these students. Thank you for these counselors. Thank you for these leaders. Lord, everyone who's here, human staff, thank you for these peeps. Lord, would you use this time to encourage us? Would you use this time to warn us? Would you use this time to call out anything that's going on in our lives that ought not be? Would you help us to be a part of the care, the good care and love, Lord, that you are the source of? Would you help us? to be stewards of that love and care in a more dependent, in a more reliant way upon you so that we would leave this place, Lord, even with a stirred up heart to live and care for others loving because you have first loved us. We thank you, God. Bless this time as we get to go to your word. Thank you for your word. 
May it illuminate, may it pierce, may it challenge, may it encourage. Thank you that it does those things. Pray and ask and commit this time to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Ezekiel, prophet of the Lord. God's speaking to this guy and through this guy. And he's just got to speak into a, pardon my language, just a crappy situation. (gasps) He said that. We've got the leaders of God's people who are not doing their job. They are supposed to be the foremost vehicle and medium and channel of the care of God, and they're dropping the ball in a big way. God has Ezekiel speak truth into the midst of that, and he's going to use specifically shepherding language. So let's enter into the world of images of sheep, shepherds, all the things. What is the worst enemy of a sheep? Wolf. Good. If the wolf is starting to get a little bit crafty, what's even a worse enemy of the sheep? Maybe with a disguise on of some kind. (laughs) A wolf in sheep's clothes, disguised as the sheep amongst the sheep. But watch out. We're taking it one step further, continuing in the theme of a disguise. What would be worse for a sheep than a wolf in sheep's clothing? Oh! Austin from Danville just nailed it. I will share the answer in a moment. Austin, this is for you. Austin said, a wolf in shepherd's clothing. Because if you have the individual that is supposed to be the one who's bringing all of the care to you, protecting, providing, leading, and yet actually be an enemy, one who consumes, one who devours, one who harms, If it was just a wolf that just walked straight up, that would be one thing. There would still be pain. There would still be devastation. There would still be death. But the deceptiveness, the trust that was extended and then obliterated, there's greater fallout when the predator comes from a provision, a position that is supposed to be a protector. There's more fallout when the predator comes from a position that is supposed to be for protection. And that's the rebuke, that's the call out that's coming on right here. Join me, Ezekiel 34, starting in verse 1. This is Ezekiel talking. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up. The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered. 
because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep, therefore... You shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. And I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Just thinking about if this was a performance assessment at your job after a year, these guys are getting called out. They have dropped the ball. Worse than that, they're throwing a spiky ball right in the face of the sheep that they're supposed to be protecting. They are losing it. What's the problem? What is the first major thing that is leading them to not shepherd well? It's the wolf that they have inside of themselves. And first thing for all of us to acknowledge, guys, we all have still, in Christ, not in Christ, a wolf inside of us that's able to come out at any time. And we'll just call it the selfish wolf. Consuming for our gain. With no care, consideration for others. Praise to the Lord, our God, Jesus Christ, who in his death, perfect sacrifice, defeating of death, defeating of sin, has broken the chains to living a life of a, as a wolf. He's broken those chains. But we still, every day, even as Christians, even as ones who've been freed, even as ones who've been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we can choose the path of the wolf. We can choose to consume. We can choose to live for ourselves with our arrow, with our spotlight, with our motive completely on us. But that is not what we are called to as the people of God. We are now called to be shepherds. This doesn't mean that every single one of you is to pursue a permanent, focused, full-time, employed role in a church. No, but our God's word says that every single one of us is a minister of a gospel, is an ambassador of reconciliation. We are now like the great shepherd as his under-shepherds. Varying roles, varying heights, varying roles of care and flocks that we are over, in a sense, some more formal, some less formal. So just think, who has God placed in your life that you have an influence in? Younger siblings, the kids on your street, classmates, your family. Every single one of us have opportunities, even today, even as you interacted with each other, met a new person, and had an opportunity to hear how you at one point needed care. You can actually care during that time with eye contact, with good listening, with prayer. 
You can also harm during that time. That same exercise could have been a time that you harmed someone. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Nice to meet you. God says we have the power. Our tongue has the power of life and death. So as we think about us being caregivers, caretakers for others, we need to think about setting ourselves aside, the wolf inside of us, and actually consider what it would be like to put others first. It's the exact opposite message this entire world is telling you to do. You deserve that. Go. Come buy this product. You do you. <laughs> Whatever it is, our world is puffing you up. Our God the one who is to be the largest, most glorious, most one worthy of worship. He's the one who set the tone by lowering himself as a servant on his knees, washing the feet of his disciples. Are you kidding me? He made those feet. He made the mothers that gave birth to the disciples, and he's down, caged in human flesh, caring for them. Are you able to bend down and pick up a piece of trash? Are you able to bend down and help someone lift up their books? Ooh, I'm losing it. Okay, here we go. Reining it back in. So what are shepherds supposed to do? Here's one definition. Proper task of a shepherd was to care for the flock. That's to protect it from dangers on the outside and dissensions within. Gathering those who strayed, leading the flock to good pasture, providing clean drinking water, taking special care of the poor and the weak. But on the contrary, in this passage that we just read, these shepherds have viewed their position as an opportunity for personal gain, ruling harshly and brutally, feeding only themselves, not the flock, and even slaughtering the choicest animals. So these guys are just sacrificing the ones that they're supposed to be protecting for their own gain. How might we be doing that in our lives? Just think of resources, time, money. How do you spend those two things? Attention, how do you spend that? Are, is there any sense of waking up in the morning and saying, God, what would you have me do today? And how might you have me be a lover of others today? Or is there an arrow pointed at me mindset of what can I get out of the world today? What can I get that person to do for me? How can I best benefit? How can I get the best seed? How can I get food first? Guys, that wolf is there. Rearing its head, ugly, evil head, small ways, huge ways, hidden ways, always there. How do we daily check ourselves? God, help me. How do I love? Be like you today. Whew. Okay, here's our path forward. In light of this, we need to be reminded that we ourselves need to shepherd like God shepherds. And we need to be shepherded by our God and the people who shepherd like him. Two things for us. We need to shepherd like our God. In order to do that, we need to be shepherded by our God and by the people who shepherd like him. What does that mean? Get to know Jesus. What does this guy do? Gives of himself at every single turn. There's still wisdom in that. Throughout scripture, even like... Um, Watching some of the episodes of The Chosen, it's so helpful to see how, what a man Jesus was. Fully God, fully man, got weary, needed to sleep. This dude needed to sleep, even though there's still people coming to him to be healed, and he's able to heal them, but he has to rest. 
How do we start implementing discernment, decision-making, but also allotting time to care for? Have you ever put an appointment in your schedule, if you guys have schedules at all that you keep, an appointment of do good for someone else? Try to be like Jesus and care for someone. Have you ever heard of a prayer request at church? A widow who needs her lawn mowed and just said, heck, I've got time on Saturday. I know how to push a lawnmower. What are ways that we can be shepherds? We can be extenders of care to those who are in need. Look into Jesus. He does that. We bring people safely to Jesus is another thing we do. In our shepherding, our gathering of those that are entrusted to us, we can bring people to Christ. Through his word, through the gospel, we're talking about being exiles, finding our promised land. We now know, as followers of Jesus Christ, where our true hope lies, where our true identity lies. How can we, as shepherds, rein people in, protect them from the enemies that are our culture, that are the messages that you receive every single day in the thousands from social media? How can you say, no, 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 lies? Truth. How can we point one another always to our God? We're in the wilderness, yet we're protected. The world's crazy, and God has us here for a reason. For such a time as this, we're here in the world of how it ought not be. To bring how it ought to be in small doses with God's help. We're also growing in trust as under-shepherds trusting these into the great shepherd's care. If we play and fulfill our role in any way that smells kind of like Jesus, people can develop a trust in the name of Jesus when we care for others in the name of Jesus. We can be bridge builders that guide people to the true shepherd when we act at all like him with a desire to worship him and how we live. So that's us. We're being shepherds like the true shepherd, but then we also need to be shepherded. Just thinking, how many of you just feel scattered today? Like a scattered sheep, one that's open, open wounds, ones that are hungry. God has done something just to bring you up here this week, to hear the words, to hear these messages, to have the word of God open, to be surrounded hopefully by shepherds that are leaning and oh, relying completely on the word of God to care and love you. Continue on, students. This whole summer in Wildwood, we're talking about the church. We're talking about how the church and living a life of commitment to involvement in the local church as God has designed us to do. The church is his bride. The one he laid his life down for so that we might live, know him, and grow in a community that is cared for, protected by him and his people. So be shepherded. Cling to the ones who are shepherding you like Jesus. Cling to the great shepherd in his word, in prayer, in daily time spent with him, relying on him, asking for everything you need. You've got the Holy Spirit in you as a child of God who is a great teacher, counselor, help in time of need. So lie down. Lie down in safety and rest in the midst of the care that you can receive from those who are shepherding like Jesus here among us and under the great shepherd, because there's hope. I'm just going to finish reading this passage. we got two chunks, and it is just good news that we need to hear in this world that is full of pain, world that's full of hurts. 
that our God's going to overcome. Verse 11 says this, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among the sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Jump to verse 22. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. He shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. And here's the future hope that we have as we close this time. I will make them a covenant of peace and I will banish wild beasts, dangers from the land, so that there may, they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. I will send down the showers in their seasons. They shall be showers of blessing. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And the earth shall yield its increase. And they shall be secure in their land. They shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke. And deliver them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They shall no more be prey to the nations. Not shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely. And none shall make them afraid. And I will provide for them renowned, renowned plantations. So that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land. And no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them. And that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture. And I am your God, declares the Lord God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are truly the good shepherd who has a rescue plan, Lord, that you've already executed in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, your son coming down, fully God, fully man, to live the perfect life that we couldn't live, to be the perfect sacrifice that we couldn't be, to lay it down on the altar the death that were our wages for our sin, but Lord, you paid the price so that we could take on your righteousness. Lord, your blood has washed us clean and you didn't stay dead, but you defeated death, rose again, securing life forevermore for every single one of us who would call upon your name and say, Lord, I'm a sheep who's straying. I'm a wolf that's consumed. Forgive me, embrace me. Bring me into the fold. Lord, thank you, God, that that is the true reality of what we can find in you now during this time. And we thank you, Lord, for a future gathering of the flock that will take place, that will do an end to any harm, any dangers forevermore. Lord, we look forward to that day 
Would you help us to be present in this day and be like you in the way that we can care and gather more and more to you, Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep. May in our care and the ways that you have allowed us to love because you first loved us, may many wounds be bound up. May many lost sheep be brought in. Lord, would you guide every single one here, even in this week still left of camp, and as they go down the hill, to be ones who submit their lives and die to self so to live for you. As we sang moments ago, yet not I, but Christ in me. Jesus Christ, would you reign in the lives of every single person here, and would that flow out in the care and love and shepherding love that they extend to all that they come across. We thank you, Lord, for this time. Bless this crew as they go to another seminar and hear glories from your word. And may many wounds here even be bound up. And if there are any here, sheep that are straying, Lord, may they be brought to you and embraced by you and experience life forevermore. We thank you, Lord. We pray and ask all these things in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus Christ. And all said, amen. amen.